Hello, and welcome to Editor's Note. I'm Sawyer. And I'm Octavian. And let's get into it. So, today's a little bit unusual because we do not have our Jordan here. Um, It's her birthday, so she's celebrating with her family. (laughs) Um, Happy birthday, Jordan. (laughs) Happy birthday. Um, but today we are covering the infamous Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry Darling, starring Harry Styles, again, Olivia Wilde, and most importantly, Florence Pugh. Yes. <laughs> Love Florence Pugh so much. Mm-hmm. She's so good. So on IMDb, their um, synopsis states, a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that this glamorous company, that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like pretty much encompasses this movie. Yeah. Also, we are... Without spoilers. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to talk about the behind-the-scenes drama, because for one, that's just been talked about a lot. Yeah. And before we get into anything else, a trigger warning for uh, physical, emotional, verbal, uh, domestic abuse, um, because that topic will be talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. What were your initial thoughts? Um... I'm just going to say this here and now. We were in the front of the theater, so looking <laughs> up, like, gave me a headache. So that kind of, not ruined, but, like, affected the movie-ish experience a, a little bit. I don't think it's as bad as a bunch of critics are saying. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of critics are letting the behind-the-scenes drama get in the way of it and not really focusing on, like, the acting, directing, and whatnot. And, like, they're letting the background of this the movie infiltrate their actual thinking of the movie i think it's like like the 30 something percent that's on rotten tomatoes right now i don't think that it should get that Um, i agree yeah was it like the best movie of all time no but like it was still like decent Mm -hmm. i think there was a lot of um potential that could have been done that for whatever reason wasn't like I, I definitely agree with a lot of people where Chris Pine I feel like could have been used better and then I forget what her name is but um trigger warning for uh um unaliving there's a girl who slits her own throat in front of Florence's character um I feel like that character could have been utilized a li- a bit better is that Margaret I think so yeah that was Margaret yeah. Yeah, I think her character could have been used better. I think overall, the, like, the story made sense. And I thought the plot twist was interesting. I didn't know exactly where it was going, like, plot, plot twist-wise. I have not seen The Truman Show or Inception, <laughs> which is what a lot of people are comparing these two. So having not seen either of them, I d- <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, what did you think? Um, I agree that I don't... I think that it got a lot more hate than it deserved. Um, Mm -hmm. I also think that a lot of why people don't like the film is because they don't necessarily understand it. Um, Not that you Mm -hmm. can't understand it if you haven't gone through something like she has, 
Um, but for the for a big majority of the viewers, um, I don't think that the message comes across unless it's something that you've gone through. The message definitely comes across, <laughs> but I think um, some of the events and insinuations and the ending don't really make sense. Um, just like um, a lot of times it doesn't make sense to someone from the outside why a person would stay with someone who's not healthy for them. And I think, um, I think that, I think it did it really well, but that's not saying that it's like a perfect film. I don't, I don't think it's like a amazing perfect film by any means, but I do think that it's misunderstood in a lot of ways. Um, and I do think you're right about the drama being kind of the forefront of the movie and people not caring because all oh, this drama and stuff yeah yeah it's kind of frustrating because it's like with there's some so basically in the film right this was one thing that I after the film I was like I just don't like this um is they made so Harry Styles is British right and they made his character British but he like at like in the twist or whatever is American I believe mm-hmm. or not British and his like thing was British British and am I wrong that Keanu Reeves is not British or whoever they were going with first oh no that was um or was that Shia LaBeouf Shia LaBeouf yeah is he British no okay <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the fact that they changed the script so that Harry Styles didn't have to change his accent for the entire film I didn't, it didn't really bother me too much, because I just, it, to me it felt like he was, um, it was like his, what his image of his most idealistic self, mm-hmm. he's like this suave, British, handsome man, mm-hmm. and maybe it is a little bit, um, culturist, <laughs> like, I mean, saying, implying that, like, being an American, you're like, or like being, like, having American English as your spoken um, form, you're like a slum and you're lazy and all this stuff, but then when you're mm-hmm. like, when you have like English English, yeah. you're not, and now all of a sudden you're attractive. I thought that was a little strange, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But it's interesting to think about it as mm-hmm. not part of the initial plot, though. Props to costumes for the entire set, for the entire movie, but especially in like that where they made Harry Styles so unattractive. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think he's the... Don't hate on me. I don't (laughs) think he's the most attractive person. Harry's don't come for me. Um, He's, like, conventionally attractive, right? But, like, they made him just look very, like... Sorry, I live on the second floor. If you heard those stomping. Um, But, like, the way that makeup, like, worked with his face to make him, like... Oh yeah, they they made his skin look gross. He yeah. had the hair, and he just looked like unkempt, like he yeah. hadn't been taking care of himself, and that's mm-hmm. really unattractive. Um, yeah, not that it's not attractive for other people, but um, they definitely did it with the intention to make him kind of like a shock value, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So you could see the difference of like real life and his imagination of himself, mm-hmm. what he'd ideally be. 
Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I'm curious, like, what, like, I'm curious if the ending set up for, like, a part two of their second movie or so, of some sort. I'm not sure, but, like, I'm curious because the way they set it up is that they're in, like, a bed of some sort. Or, like, in, like, one of the scenes is, like, they're in, like, uh, their bed or something. Because they're, like, a pre-existing couple. Um, but I'm curious, like, how, like, somebody, like, if they're, like, where their actual bodies are, if, if that makes sense. Like. So I think it's implied that their actual, like, their actual bodies, um, are at their old apartment. Mm-hmm. Where, like, she, um, like, she worked all the time and because... And she was stressed, but she loved her job, and he he wanted her for himself. So he, I, I'm assuming he drugged her. It looked like she had um, some bruises on mm-hmm. her arm. Um, I'm assuming that's what happened, and then he just kept her in their bed, mm-hmm. um, chained down. Um, so I think that's where their physical bodies were. So I think when, once she woke up from this, like, world... Um, mm-hmm. But it's a it's a good point of like, well she's chained up so how is she supposed to get out and she's yeah. next to this dead body. Well, it's because like they imply that like she will be killed, but like how soon are they able to get to their house or their location? If because like yeah, yeah, so. or maybe they they would kill her like in the world that would probably they, make they more would sense. they would kill her they would kill her in the world so that she couldn't. Yeah. like go back but once she's awake they can't get to her mm-hmm. because that in the awake world that's yeah I guess a little harder to do <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit they have to drive um one of the thi- one of the complaints that I heard about this film uh was that the story dragged on too long before like the ultimate reveal like like it, and I I remember sitting there in the theater and being like, oh my gosh, we get the point. <laughs> like, she's she thinks something's wrong. She's catching all of these like little things, and like, you as a viewer know, yeah, she's not like this is weird. This is not a right world. But you have to kind of remember that in her in her world, um, it this is like what she knows um, a lot because. Her memory's been wiped. Yeah. Um, so she's realizing all of this on her own, and we have the context of our own world. Um, but additionally, um, I believe that you're supposed to feel like it's gone on way too long so that it emulates the emotional turmoil of a victim in an unhealthy relationship. Mm. So in relationships, and trigger warning... Um, in relationships that involve manipulation, verbal, physical, or emotional abuse, often the victim is at least somewhat aware of the situation that they're in. But they are gaslit into believing that they don't see it. So they sometimes you even gaslight yourself. Um, and I believe the viewer is intended to feel as stuck as a victim feels until the moment of their escape. So, most of the time, uh, 
love between two people can actually be the biggest roadblock to a person's freedom. Um, I think Alice is Alice is truly in love with Jack, mm-hmm. and I think Jack loves her to the point that it's unhealthy and it's obsessive. So Jack's obsessive and control of nature is not healthy or safe for Alice. So she has to leave, mm-hmm. um, even though she loves him and she knows he loves her, but he loves her in an unhealthy way. Um, so th- the question often becomes in relationships like this, is that love worth the abuse? Yeah. So, um, breaking away from a toxic relationship isn't always simple, easy, or fast either. And that's part of why I think that they dragged it on for so long, because you want to feel that uncomfortable uneasiness, like you're like, come on, we know something's wrong, get out of there already. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of times in relationships like that, you know something's wrong, you, you know, but you love them so much that you stay. Yeah. Um, Us as the viewer are kind of playing as like the best friend of somebody who has a toxic boyfriend. Exactly. Um, Like it's so hard to see somebody go through something that you know is like wrong for them. You know that relationship is bad for both parties, but you can't tell them to leave because they're not going to listen to you. Like having them come to the realization, it's so like... (sighs) Like, you can imply that something's going on, but they're never gonna, they're not gonna leave until they feel ready to or realize they should. Yeah. Which is very frustrating, and it's very frustrating, like, because essentially Olivia Wilde is essentially making us, the audience, that person, where it's like, you just want them to, like, be able to get out and stuff, but it's like, the runtime, as you said, makes sense, because it's like, we are that best friend that is seeing their best friend go be in a relationship for three years. Mm -hmm. That's so toxic and so bad for them. But they're not gonna leave unless, like, they come to that own realization. Yeah. No matter how many times, like, you tell them that, like, it, it just, it's important to be supportive of their decision, Mm -hmm. um, while also not hiding the facts, um, which is a really hard line to wobble across, um, Mm -hmm. and can be really frustrating for the friend who's viewing this from, um, an omnipotent standpoint. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess not entirely, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) One of the, um, common, uh, not necessarily, well, maybe a complaint, um, (laughs) Is it is that it's like, like too overwhelmingly about feminism? It's literally not. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that sounds weird. I I can understand where it comes from, but I, mm-hmm. I, I disagree. Part of me feels like there this idea of like it being about feminism is because well, not that it's not, but overwhelmingly feminism is because it's pretty it's yes and um harry harry styles who plays jack has 
sexual relations with the protagonist that are in her favor um and it doesn't return that Mm -hmm. um and I think that sometimes people can be upset um about that that's kind of a hard yeah topic to bounce around but um uh I I feel like you had something to say you can go um but on the contrary I feel like the film is like about bravery not just of like a woman but of any person in a toxic relationship yeah because the relationship can seem perfect and fine at the beginning and then the more is like the more like stuff starts to pack up that's mm-hmm. bad you keep just like going back to oh this is how it used to be though it was so good then and it's not always as simple mm-hmm. um because ending a relationship like that um, involves doubt in yourself from others and an overall feeling of like loneliness. Um, hence why I, I believe it's one of the bravest things a person can do. Because mm-hmm. um, in the end, Alice is so close to freedom. She's right at the edge. She's about to be free and Jack comes out of nowhere and holds her in his arms in a very loving embrace. And people were confused by this because they're like, but he's dead. How did he come back here? And all this kind of stuff. It's not actually him. It's like the idea of him and that loving Mm -hmm. relationship that they had before coming back to hold her so that she can't get out because that idea of it is so encapsulating that she wants to just and you can see in Florence Pugh is just an amazing actress (laughs) but you can see in her face that she cherishes that moment and really like leans into it for a second and then realizes it's not okay and she needs Mm -hmm. to leave yeah so yeah and that scene like almost like like thinking back on it 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 wouldn't make sense if it wasn't there exactly cuz if you look at like the reality of that situation like the average woman goes back to or the average person goes back to a toxic relationship like seven times mm-hmm. or something like that and it's pretty high yeah those seven times are a like that moment is a representation of that exactly because like it could have literally been that she would... If Jack weren't dead, she w- she very possibly could have gone back. Mm-hmm. And maybe sh- this is her th- second, third, or fourth time doing second. that. Yeah. Like, this is hard. It's hard. And I guess <laughs> if you think about it, you don't know how many times he could have rebooted her. Mm-hmm. And that reboot could be a symbolization of her going back to him again. Yeah. So. Which is scary. Yeah. It's scary. It kind of bothers me that people, like, how you're talking about this film is, like, hyper-feminine, 
feminine or <laughs> yes um which it, it kind of bothers me because like as you were saying it's not like something that's been bouncing around in like the film community or whatever is like uh, uh male gaze versus female gaze mm-hmm. this film is shot in the female gaze and it's so blatantly obvious and not that i don't like i said earlier that it's like not a feminist film i don't think it is because any like this story goes on to like it capture this like idea that of leaving like an so is like it's not just a female experience like Mm -hmm. it's not anyone can be abusive and anyone can be in an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. it's not just a female experience they're saying that it's female because it's a female protagonist and a male essentially antagonist because by the end of the movie you realize that jack is the is the antagonist but Mm -hmm. and it just like that just bothers me because it's like we're just associated that like women just are in bad relationships Mm -hmm. and it's like no yeah it can it can go both ways it can go yeah anyway you're right yeah and like yes feminism is associated with having like a strong being like strong and like your own person and like a independent if you will but that's not the point of the film mm-hmm. necessarily i mean independence in a way could be but the point of the film is somebody getting away from a toxic relationship and realizing that it's a to- mm-hmm. toxic relationship it's not female empowerment <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that, like, Harry Styles saying this movie really feels like a movie. It, like, <laughs> he said that? Yeah. <laughs> or it was like, my favorite part of the movie is that it really feels like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I kind of understand what he's saying. Because in the way, it, like, it's so, like, not, like, it's not out there in the way that, like, dragons and like mystical creatures exist where it's like an adventure fantasy thing Mm -hmm. um kind of like the witcher or harry potter or lord of the rings it feels like a movie in the sense that it's like you you're seeing something that is like very incapable of not incapable of happening i don't know where i'm trying to go with this like do you understand when i like in the realms of imagination but not necessarily realism yeah, maybe. Like, it can't exactly... It can't exactly... Ha- One of the things, I, I guess, about cinema that we, as people, love about it is that it's, like, um, it's an escape into a world that's just not possible or feasible in the real world, but still can be related to the real world. Yeah. Um, much and, like... Yeah, you know, and that's what I think that Harry Styles was kind of getting to. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he meant it in that deep way but like it very much like yeah it yeah it <laughs> yeah I agree I don't know where else to go with that but yeah I think, yeah hmm. one of and this is not knocking Harry Styles at all but one thing um within like the movie you can tell kind of the talent difference if you will not the talent difference but it's like 
Florence Pugh just is such, like, a good actress that, like, when her and Harry... Like, I do think that he, like, just kind of lets her shine in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think that it works really well. But I don't think that he's experienced enough in, like... So, during one of the scenes, he was, like, arguing or something. He was, like, mad about something. And I literally could not, not, like, kind of laugh at it. Because, not that he was unbelievable, necessarily. But he just didn't have, like, the experience... Like, I'm not sure he understood his character enough to the extent that, like, Florence understood her character. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I felt awkward when they were, like, arguing. Because it was, like, somebody... It was, like... Florence's acting was so there and so, like, believable, and Harry's was just not up to that point. And to an extent, I'm not trying to rag on Harry at all. He's doing great with his music, props, um, and he probably just doesn't have, like, the time to dedicate towards acting and stuff, but I can't say that it, like, doesn't show. I guess. I think you have a point. I think it's it was an interesting choice mm-hmm. to put um, someone who's more of a novice in the acting world next to someone who's one of, personally, what I think is one of the best actresses of our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, that is an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think across from someone else who was not Florence Pugh, um, I think Harry's performance would have... Um, felt a little bit more natural yeah but I think Florence has something that's so raw and relatable and authentic mm-hmm. to her performances that it kind of just makes everything else feel flat yeah yeah and maybe that's what it is I <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I mean that it, that could be but it yeah her acting is so interesting because like her in like this versus her in Hawkeye like (laughs) yeah like she is one of the few actors in my opinion that can really play multiple roles exactly in like a good way yeah because there's a lot of actors that unfortunately get stereotyped into being like the hotshot the nerd kid the Mm -hmm. xyz character right and there's, and part of, part of it is like casting directors not giving enough actors like the chance to do more things, but she's just so able to like step into very different characters, mm-hmm. and that I feel like a lot of actors aren't doing nowadays. Yeah, because it's, I'm trying to think of like. I think it's a really rare thing to find an actress or an actors who. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I think it's a really rare thing to find an actor who can do that mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times actors will focus on a certain type of character that's more similar to their own personality or um, just one that they've practiced a lot and yeah. it's they're the best at that because they've practiced mm-hmm. it the most. I think what's unique about Florence is that she has this sort of energy and... Um, realness for lack of a better word to her um where she's not afraid to like speak her mind or be true to herself like um 
how for some roles she's asked to lose weight and she's like no and how like she just she does whatever she feels is right for herself Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of actors sometimes go into and it's hard it's hard to do that in in an industry like this yeah where you don't feel that where you you don't give into that pressure of conforming to what people want you to do. Mm. Um, it's hard and it's alienating. Um, but I think, but I think Florence is one of the few actors who have, has really like figured that out. Um, Mm. and I, I, I truly believe it's her authenticity to herself that pulls in so much yeah. character to her characters. Yeah, yeah. And we're not saying that, like, actors that play the same character are bad actors. Oh, no, no, no. By no. any means. Like, no. I think that Matthew McConaughey is a really good actor, but he plays the same character in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the same character, it's the same mannerisms mm-hmm. that just are Matthew McConaughey, and he, like, talks the way he acts. Yeah. Same thing with Ryan Reynolds. Same thing with just a lot of, like, actors... Right and now. they've made bank doing what they yeah, do. Yeah, they make money. Yeah, <laughs> but so it's, there's no hate. There's yeah. no hate. <laughs> it's refreshing though to see Florence be able to just really like be a character, and also it's kind of nice because people don't see her as her character mm-hmm. at all. Not at all, but like I feel like a lot of times um, people get not stereotyped into their care into like the character they played. But like, typecast? not typecast. Um, like how, uh, oh, what's his name? Who plays Nate Jacobs on Euphoria? I didn't watch that part. Oh shoot! Actually, I did uh, watch that he, part. He's in Kissing Booth, but yeah, Jacob um, Lordy—that's what he is. Yeah. He or, he, and he is like a horrendous person. On like the character he plays in Euphoria is like, so not good person. Mm-hmm. But then he gets, like, hate comments being, like, why do you act like this, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, no, you're not, he's not the character. I mean, I don't know if he's nice in real real life or not. But, like, people getting hate for the character they played. I think people often so, get, get so like, this misconception that, like, actors are their characters. Mm-hmm. And that really can be dangerous. How did you feel about um, the, like... Is his name um frank mm. the leader he was kind, kind of like a gatsby character yeah kind of That's which a, yeah well in the way that he's like extravagant mm-hmm. it kind of bothers me that like our generation like everything is just gatsby <laughs> maybe that's because we read that book in high school and it just immediately fixes but Frank's character is kind of interesting because, like, he's made out to be the bad guy for the majority of the film. Um, and I'm not saying he's a good guy by any means. He's, like, a secondary bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's His character is just, like, interesting because I don't know where his, like, motivation comes from. Because, like, with, um... Oh, what's his name? Jake... John? Jake? Jack? Jack. Jack. That's what... <laughs> Jack's motivation is, like, to stay with his husband. Or stay with her. Yeah. Wait. His, his wife. Jack's motivation is to stay with the wife. Yeah. Because she wanted 
Yeah. She just was too busy for him. And be perfect or whatever. But then <laughs> Frank's, like, like his wife knows that she's in the simulation, so it just mm-hmm. kind of confuses me. Like, I know he's, like, the spearhead or whatever, but, like, he, his character both had a lot of depth and not a lot of depth at the same time. And also, like, the comment that he made at the dinner party where it was, like, you weren't acting like this when you were in my bed or something. Yeah, they never resolved that. I was, like, (laughs) And it didn't seem, like, they never talked about that as if, like, I don't know if, um, what's-his-face believed it or not. But, like, it just, like, that was so offhanded. And that also is, like, why did the wife not say anything or give a look or anything? And she also defended him. Like, I mean, she then then she like stabs him, but like <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely trying to make Alice seem crazy and mm-hmm. um, like a what's the word for it um, an untrustworthy narrator. Yeah. Um, by saying that, and he has this position of authority to be able to say something like that. He's mm-hmm. a man with authority who can say, "You have actually." Let me back up on this. I think this is kind of where some of the peop- the idea of it being like about feminism comes up from this comment, because mm-hmm. to me it felt out of place. To you, it felt out of place. Um, but I think um, I, it's it's possible that Olivia Wilde wanted to include something that was like a false accusation towards a woman and a man in power saying that false accusation and then the effects of him saying that like and how it could like impact her life but like they didn't go any further with it it didn't so it it felt very flat and very like inauthentic and just Mm -hmm. like it just thrown out there just for the sake of being out there yeah and just didn't fit yeah what did you think of, speaking of Olivia Wilde, what did you think of her character? Because, like, it's not like I didn't like her character necessarily. She kind of got, gave off very, like, Agatha vibes. <laughs> um, uh, the witch show. And, Olivia all along. Um, like, having her have the, like, the thing of, like, she's known all along and she's glad to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I didn't like her character just felt very like I didn't need her character yeah like yeah her purpose I saw someone talking about this but her purpose is basically to be Florence's friend Mm -hmm. but she having her like have known all along just makes her just a worse friend yeah and I'm just like any of the all of the other characters were gaslighting her also like she didn't serve any purpose other than just to (laughs) She a bad friend. I mean, she was, like, the catalyst, if you will, for her to, like, actually, like, go and get in the car and, like, leave and whatever, theoretically. But I feel like any of those other characters would have said the same thing of, like, leaving. Because you could see how, like, the girls reacted to the blood. Um, Because the guys became panicky and the girls were, like, don't touch me stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, As, like, because it, like, panned through all of this like all of like them um I just I don't know I don't know if she did much in the aid of the plot I guess Mm -hmm. 
which isn't always needed. Like, the, the friends of the main characters don't always have to aid in the plot. But I feel like she is given more credit than needed. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think you have a really good point there. Like, she is kind of um, treated like like a more important character than she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things while you're talking that came to mind is it's like it's possible that maybe they were trying to kind of use her as like a metaphor for a friend who knows that their friend is in a bad relationship and just doesn't do anything about it until it's almost too late mm-hmm. and they like feel that guilt for not saying anything and then then once like they realize that it's been it's almost too late that they actually try to help yeah because that's that's a real thing um i think that's a stretch Mm -hmm. but i just thought of that while you were explaining it yeah it's just yeah i felt like that character could have been used in a really interesting way and it went very her character by the end felt like obviously disingenuous but just kind of like one-sided if you will mm-hmm. like i think that like realization of i've known all along is the, <laughs> it was to add character dimension i think there were will. there were hints throughout the the film where she like you could tell that she knew something that alice didn't know mm-hmm. um but It did feel forced. Yeah. One thing, this is kind of off topic, but kind of on topic. There is, like, at the beginning, there's this one scene where they're, like, all, like, talking or whatever. And I just was not a big fan of the camera movements in that scene. Uh, It gave me a headache. (laughs) It, like, did, like, the revolving around one person, but then going in between revolving. And, like, the camera didn't stop moving. Mm -hmm. And it was doing some interesting things with sound, which I thought was cool. But they can't, the, the movement itself felt weird because no other, like, scene did that in the film. Um, props to those camera people, though. I know that was probably hard to pull off. But there were some interesting um, shots mm-hmm. throughout it that were definitely attempts at being creative. Um, which, some of them I, I enjoyed. Some of them felt kind of out of place mm-hmm. like that. Um Although, with, with, like, incomplete honesty, like, the whole beginning of that film, I was closing my eyes a lot because we were so close to the screen and it was giving me a bad headache. It was really bright. So, yeah, I do plan on seeing this again just so I don't fall asleep during it. Um, Plus, like, I feel like this is a movie that you should watch twice. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you need to see it in theaters twice necessarily. But I do think it is a good one to, like, see. I think it's pretty rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't give it five stars. I think I'd give it, like, three. Maybe three and a half. If only to give that half star to Florence Pugh. Yeah. She, she, she carries the stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she makes the, like... Not that the other performances weren't good. Mm-hmm. We're just big Florence Pugh stands over here. Yes. 
<laughs> Much like Meg Ryan, we stand for it too. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. any final thoughts, feelings, emotions? Yeah, so, um, I enjoyed this film, but it is, um, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I don't know if the movie did proper marketing as far as marketing the triggers of this movie because yeah. ju- of just how heavy it is. Like, I feel like with the popularity of, like, the behind-the-scenes drama, a lot of people are going to go into being like, oh, this is a harmless, true the Truman Show, inception e-film that I can just, like, go and watch. But, like, there is a lot of... Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's definitely... It handles a lot of really heavy information and mm-hmm. themes. Um, and so just take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, see you with friends. Yeah, see you <laughs> with friends. Um, if you are um, worried that it's going to be triggering, I would suggest not watching it. Um, or waiting a couple waiting. weeks. Yeah. Wait, I would say may- if you're concerned about watching it, wait until, like, a trigger list comes out or, like, mm-hmm. a, um, because I know that there's, like, a jump scare list website. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's something like that for triggers. Um, also, normally, Wikipedia has, like, full in-depth plot synopses um, about, like, what happened every moment or whatever. So if you wait a couple weeks, one of those will probably be out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yes, hype of the movie, but also take care of yourself, and you don't, if you don't think you could handle the movie, don't feel pressure, go see it. Yeah. Definitely. So. Follow the Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at Editor is No Podcast. This is just for anybody who's listening. Um, if you are ever feeling unsafe or uncomfortable in... A relationship with a person, be it romantic or platonic, um, you feel that way for a reason. So trust your instincts. You are not alone, um, and you can always find a, a support system in the company of others who have also experienced what you have. Um, if you need help or someone to talk to. Um, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or text START to 88788. And we will catch you next week. See ya.